Think you know the Brooks Ghost? Think again. Introducing the all-new, better-than-ever Ghost 16. Now with nitrogen-infused cushioning for lightweight, supreme softness that feels good every step, every street, every single day. So go ahead, take your daily joyride in the all-new nitrogen-infused Ghost 16. It'll turn your everyday miles into everyday endorphins. Let's run there. Head to brooksrunning.com to learn more. All right, Mason and Ireland, one hour down, two more to go. Momo in for Mace. Lots of stuff to get to. It's time for the 2 o'clock call of the day. We'll see how many of these we can get to. Here's John in Long Beach. Hey, John, you're on ESPN LA. Hi. Hi, how you doing? Good. What do you want to talk about? Just wanted to comment on the Lakers. I just like to see them play big more often, and that frees up two of the top five wingmen that we have. Um, yeah, it, they, by the way, um, John, Dave McMenamin yeah. has an article that dropped today on ESPN.com that, that addresses exactly what you're talking about. Um, why the Lakers like to play big, why they should play big, why Anthony Davis is encouraging him to play big. You should absolutely check that out because it's exactly what you're asking about. So, uh, go to ESPN.com and check it out. Thank you for the phone call. Um, and Ramona, I think that Christian Wood, because he can play inside and out. Yeah. And Anthony Davis can play. You know, people don't know this about Anthony Davis. When Anthony Davis was a sophomore in high school in Chicago, Mm -hmm. he's 6'1". Really? He had a nine-inch growth spurt between his sophomore year and his freshman year at Kentucky. 6'1". Yeah, he was 6'10 by the time he got to Kentucky. So he was a guard. Right. So he has ball handlers. and, And so if you've got bigs like that, and Jackson Hayes is pretty nimble as a pick-and-roll guy, too. You can twin tower teams that are small. So mm-hmm. I think you'll see more of that uh, coming up. Uh, here is Sophie in Venice. Hey, Sophie, you're on ESPN LA. Hi. <laughs> I think I know who this is. Oh, my God. <laughs> it's actually Sophie too. in Venice. <laughs> Wait, did you hang up on? No, he. Uh, Sophie hung up on herself. That was amazing. So Mason is that bored? <laughs> He's calling this show Wait, as can he's I, Can I hear the dog bark board, just, again? Just, if, if, that board, just coming to work. I, <laughs> that was so great. <laughs> <laughs> Sophie and Venice. Yeah, we'll, uh, we'll replay that in That's a while. the name of one of Mason's dogs. Yeah, here's, uh, here's Justin in... Uh, he should have stuck with the bit the whole ju- call. Yeah, it says Justin in Dallas. Justin, are you in Texas? I am, yeah. I used to live in Orange County, uh, um a long time ago. I, I just moved here about a couple years ago. I've called in before. Okay, good. All right. Uh, real quick, I was listening to you and Michael call the game last night, and I heard Michael put the game in the refrigerator. Oh, he like, does it like, all the time, Justin. He does it way too early. I know. Yeah. <laughs> last night, I feel like he almost jinxed us. Next thing you know, he could. Yeah, you're Lakers right. They almost blew it at the end of the game. Well, if the Lakers get up by more than six, Michael yeah, says, like, I earn this game's over. And he tries to send Doug Mann yeah. or does stat he, guy does home. Does he use the refrigerator? Does he Does he invoke Some, the, Chris, the, sometimes, the chicken? Sometimes. Um, yeah, sometimes he does. But uh, the. And for people who don't know, for people that are young, Chick Hearn, the legendary great yeah. Laker announcer, used to put games in the refrigerator when he thought they were over, yeah. and he only missed once in his whole he missed forty-year career in Denver. And he said, I'm wow. go- "He goes, Lakers lose this game, I'll walk home from Denver." And uh, <laughs> Sue Stratton, who was doing the games, put a graphic up and said, "Miles from Denver to L.A. Oh, How long will it take to walk?" Because Chick- it was a whole thing. It was like right. 
This is in the refrigerator. The door is closed. The jello's jiggling. The eggs are getting. The butter's oh, getting hard. Up, the eggs Justin, are. What, what yeah. else is happening? Justin, they were up by probably ten with a minute and a half to go, and they just blew it. Oh, and and you know, well, say, we could but put him for that. I will <laughs> pat Michael will be in tomorrow, Justin, and I will pass your concern on to him. I I don't think it'll do any good. He consistently, yes, please do. He consistently puts games. Uh, calls games as being mm-hmm. over long before they're over. So we'll uh, we'll keep harping on them. And uh, by, by the right, way, thanks, John. Oh, you got it. Thanks for calling. Um, Denver, or I'm sorry, not Denver. Dallas is really good this year. Yeah, I don't know why because their well, guards don't Luke play any and defense. Kyrie are good. Yeah, which is is kind of uh, kind of crazy. Here's Jerry in Hacienda Heights. Hey, Jerry, you're on ESPN LA. Hi. Hey guys, uh, I've been watching Jaime Hawkins you know, the last couple of games, and he's doing pretty well. The Lakers had a chance to pick him up during the draft, and they passed him. Miami picked him up right after the Lakers gave up on him. Yeah, um, I, I love Jaquez. It was funny because Sedano, you know, who's really tied to the Heat yeah. and knows all those guys, said there's no way they'll take him. He's not a Heat kind of guy. And really? I thought he's exactly a Heat yeah. kind of guy because he plays really hard-nosed and tough, and he yeah. doesn't make mistakes. I actually think, Jerry, he's going to be a perfect fit down You know who there. he reminds me of? is like a Kelly Olynyk. Yeah. You know, same, like same that kind of guy. Who, who also played for the Heat for a while. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, but you're right, Jerry. Uh, I, I wouldn't I, – the Lakers are still very high on Jalen hood Shafino, who's a little younger than Jaime. Yet, uh, Fino hasn't played yet, so the jury's still out on him. But I'm, I'm a big Jaime Jaquez guy. I think that uh, – and he's easy to root for because he's such a good dude. He, he, he crashes the boards. He shoots threes yeah. pretty good. He passes pretty well. Yeah, I, I uh, there's nothing not to like about Th- Jaime Jaquez. That's a, a very Miami Heat type of pick. Pick a dude who can play. Ready and, to go. Don't need to and develop And he's not him. going to, at yeah. any point, make your team worse. Would he even fit into this offense that uh, Darvin Ham runs? He seems to fit very well in the system that um, Spolster runs, where he can kind of be free and move around and do what he wants to do. More so, and this is a five-out scheme, four-out, four one-in. doesn't seem like that would be fitting with his yeah but they, they're getting killed on the boards right like to, to, to me yeah, i'm the, like because you're told to stay out i mean i don't know I, maybe it's a darvin ham thing but also it's Spolster. like he they're allowing hawkes to move inside and do those kind of things and same with uh what's the the shooter yeah. duncan robinson duncan robinson yeah he's allowed to kind of do what he wants to do and move around and get screens that's not this offense yeah i think hawkes is going to have a long nba career and i think you're right greg the, you know the lakers all the guys the Lakers went out and got were kind of athletic, yeah. based on athletic. Long you wings. Yeah, you wouldn't say that about Jaime. He's just really tough and hard nosed. He seems like a Warriors kind of guy too. Right. Perfect in Miami. Yeah, they, yeah he would, you know, kind of yeah. work out that way. Um, here's Vincent in L.A. Hey, Vincent, you're on ESPN L.A. Hi. Hey guys, uh, just wanted to comment on the Cam Reddish lineup change. I think Ham is doing his best to boost that kid's morale. He kind of seems like an emotional player. So I think he's giving him this opportunity to boost his confidence, and maybe that's when he'll be the most beneficial, when he's got that extra boost of confidence. Vincent could not agree with you more, and here's something to think about. So Cam Reddish was one of the most highly recruited high school players ever. Mm -hmm. Goes to Duke, and he's on the same team – as R.J. Barrett Ooh. and Zion Williamson, and Ooh. all three of them are freshmen, and all three of them get taken in the lottery. Zion went number one. Um, so Reddish is a freaky good athlete, but he needs confidence. 
he needs to, you know, uh, he needs to be put into a yep. role. Where, and did yep. you notice, like twice last night, he stole the inbounds I pass? I mean, he's just—he's he's exactly the type of guy you want in your lineup, making plays and stirring things up. I'm very, uh, I'm very impressed. We interviewed him after the game last night. I was—I'm just very impressed with the, what he's done with this opportunity, and I—I I, I hope he keeps it up. Well, he's been waiting for an opportunity like this for a while. Like, he got to New York, and Thibodeau, I mean, they went and traded a first-round pick for him, and then Tom Thibodeau just wouldn't play him. And it's hard. It's just hard to sit the bench. It's hard to to not know why you're not playing or not be given a chance to do something about it. I think that's a – I don't think that's something anybody would deal with, let alone a guy who has the profile you described. Yeah. Um, let me ask you this, Momo. What's your dream? Do you still have a, like a big dream, like something that you would love to do one day, but you like, haven't done it yet? Like, are you thinking about ten years from now, or well, however you want to answer? Yeah, it. I got a few of those. All right, what? Put, put, tell me one. Doesn't matter. Like, what would you love to do that you haven't done yet? I would love to be able to go and live in Europe for like the summers. Good answer. Okay. Like, rent a house there, learn Italian, bike to the market every day. There is a college football coach. Who has stolen my dream? Oh, he has just outright stolen it, and I'll tell you who it is next. Momo in for Mace, Mason in Ireland, ESPN LA. Now let's talk about the play of the week. The pressure to follow up Hypnotic and Cognac weighing heavy on the team. Hypnotic was in the cup, blue and ready for the play, and. Boom! Añejo Tequila came in with a smooth assist to Hypnotic's tropical fruit finish. Shaken, strained, poured. It was green and good! The playmaking splash shifted the tempo. Another great cocktail from the Hypnotic team. Every season is Hypnotic and Tequila season. Hypnotic Liqueur, Bardstown, Kentucky, 17% alcohol by volume. Hypnotic reminds you to think wisely, drink wisely. Hi, it's Mike Greenberg letting you know ESPN Bet is ready to take you through all the biggest sports moments this spring. The official sportsbook of ESPN has exclusive offers and markets from Scott Van Pelt, Stephen A. Smith, and me, plus many more. From the playoff intensity to finally getting out to the ballpark, there's no better time for sports fans. Sign up today. New users get a bet reset up to $1,000 in bonus bets if your first bet doesn't win. Download ESPN Bet today. What a play. Must be 21 plus and present in select states. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. See app for details. We do have caller number seven. It's Gilbert Cubius in Montebello. Uh, Gilbert, uh, you know the drill here. Um, what? You got to pick the Super Bowl teams and you got to give me a winner. What do you got? Woo, let's go. I was going to say thank you guys. Thank you. And um, I got a Ravens over Eagles, 28 to 21. I like that. All right. Ravens, 28. Eagles, 21. That's a good pick, man. Hope you'll win it. And uh, just, Greg, he gets something just for winning this far, right? Just, just for playing, just for winning, getting on, you win tickets to a game at SoFi on December 3rd. Yeah. Sunday, December 3rd. All right, so uh, congratulations, Gilbert. Glad you got through. We've got Ravens, 28. Eagles 21, correct? Yes, sir. All right, man. Have fun at SoFi, and uh, thank you for listening, and thank you for calling, man. Congratulations. Thank you, John. All right, man. Have a great day. That's Gilbert Cubius in Montebello. Ravens 28, Eagles 21. That's a solid pick. If you had to pick the Super Bowl teams, who would you pick? I like – well, I did like the Ravens, and then they lost yesterday. Yeah, I'm going Niners-Chiefs. 
I don't know about the Chiefs yet. I don't know about the AFC. Well, but yesterday the Bengals lost. I think the Niners and the, the I think Ravens the Niners and the in the NFC. By the way, did you guys see who the I third? like Cincinnati. I don't know why I like them. I know they ruined your fit, your survivor pool. Do you guys see who So annoying. Oh, I got to talk to you about that. Did you guys see who the Thursday night game is this week? Who? It's great. Do you see it, Bergman? No, who is it? Bengals Ravens. That's a really good game. Wow. You know, like last week, it was like the worst Thursday the war, night yeah, game it's ever. A game. It was like Bears <laughs> Panthers. Oh, yeah. I actually sat through that whole game. I don't know why. Maybe because it was oh, just football, but I'm, I watched the whole thing. I'm actually glad this came up. I was going to bring this up later, but since we're talking about it, what's with all the Al Michaels hate? Seriously. I, we, Mason I and I talked you. about this what, the other right, day. So, Greg, what. what are you telling so me? it's not so it's not because I mean he's a legend and he's amazing and you still want to listen to him. It has nothing to do with that. But he's getting things wrong and he's getting some things that are pretty simple wrong and people and people are just pointing it out and telling him that like hey it's this is a problem. If you're doing something wrong, people can say you're doing something wrong. Not saying he's not a legend. Not saying he's not great. But he's getting some stuff wrong, and like he has what? no energy. I haven't wrong. seen that. I have seen people getting on him. What I'm talking about is I've seen people getting yeah. on him for a lack of enthusiasm. Yeah. Zero enthusiasm. I, he did the game between the Jags and the uh, Chargers in the playoffs when the Jags made this miraculous comeback in the second half. Sorry, Brian. And, and beat Still the Chargers. Hurts. And he had no energy whatsoever. He's just like, and, and okay. here they come. Now the Jags win, win the game. Uh, see, there's where I disagree. And, and let me and let me, meet the moment. I, I absolutely disagree. And I think, How is that not meeting the moment? I, I think here's the problem. There's this new generation of announcer, guys like Gus Johnson, who yep. come out of their shoes, who are really good. Gus Johnson been around forever. Yeah, but but he's he's that's over who, the top. That's who like the 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 kids like these days, right? You know, Al, you that's guys, who goes viral on Twitter. You guys know how like, you shoes. know who used to make mistakes at the end of his career all the time. Chick Hearn and Vin Scully and Vin Scully, and it was just because you had their voice attached yep. to an event made it bigger. Do you guys know how lucky we are to have Al Michaels calling totally. football games? I mean, shut up with this. Al Michaels is terrible. Okay. He's not. I have a he theory. He just isn't. How to be criticized. I have a theory. Chick Hearn and Vin Scully were the announcers for one team for most of their careers. Right. And at some point, they stepped back from the national work they used to do. Right. I don't think Chick ever really did much. National, he did for a while, but a little not, bit, not a lot. Right. Yeah. And Vin Scully did some national. He did the World Series. Yeah, you for know. about twenty years. Um, but he, by the end of his career, he stepped back and he did local broadcasts. And all of us had civic treasures. Okay. I put I would put Ralph Lawler in that category, and I would put John Miller in there. And uh, who the Kings guy? Bob Miller. Bob Miller. I'm sorry. John Miller is also the uh, Giants guy. Um, when you have a local fan base, people connect with you. And Mason, Mason and I have talked about this. You've talked about this. It's different when I'm on radio here in L.A. People go, do you, do you ever want to do a national radio show? Not really. I would rather do local. Yeah, because, because people know you here. Yeah, and then and, and you have a tracker set, but I just find the the criticism of Al Michaels incredibly misplaced. I, I know, and and people like don't have the. I don't think they have the attachment to him that you and I do. Yeah, and by the way, this is another byproduct of social media. Yeah. Now everybody has a voice, and yeah. so you just you know people ripping people anyway. All right, let me get to my dream. Okay, because I like your dreams. My my dream has been stolen. Is there music along with it? I don't know, but my dream has been stolen. Okay, all right. Over the weekend, Texas A&M fired Jimbo Fisher, their football coach. Yes. As part of his firing, and I'm not exaggerating, <laughs> he's getting a $65 million <laughs> buyout. Buyout. 
Not what's buyout. left on his contract. That is what's left on his contract. Okay. Sixty-five million dollars, but it was it was guaranteed, and so he's getting. Is there all an offset? Like if he goes and works someplace, do you know if there's an offset? All right. According to the terms of the contract, Texas A&M will owe Fisher nineteen million within sixty days. Oh. Then pay him seven point two million annually. Through 2031, there is no offset oh, wow. or mitigation on those payments. And the annual payments start 120 days after termination. Uh, so there's Bergman, no offset. So you, you since know you're I, in management now, I'm just letting you know, I want the Jimbo Fisher terms in my next contract. Uh, that if you fire me, you got to start paying me within, what is it? 60 days. Uh, 60 days to get all that 60 money? 60 days Deliver the wheelbarrow full of cash. How in the world did this happen? I How did he no steal my clue. dream, Greg? <laughs> I this know you would love this. This is my dream. <laughs> you had it before. What? How did it happen when you were on the beach? Oh, in, in, it was the greatest six months of my life. So, <laughs> so this was. But like, in, how much did you get? All the money, all within, of it, right in, away. In, in 2011. Okay. We had kind of a rogue GM, <laughs> and uh, he came in and he said, "All right, we're cleaning house." We're doing a comedy show in the afternoon, and wow. he pulled me in. He goes, Mason's going to work by himself, and Dave Damashek's going to do afternoons, and Ireland, we're going to pay you through the end of your contract, but you're done. And it was November. Wow. And I said, wait a minute. I get paid through the end of June? He goes, yes. I go, thank you. And I walked out with this huge wow. smile on my face. But I've never been able to get it again. Okay, wait. So you literally took that and said thank you and didn't worry about it? No, because I still had my KCAL job. And, oh, yeah, okay, so you had another job. Yeah. So you and, still had a job. Oh, yeah. And they were paying me to do Mason in Ireland for six months when I didn't have to do it. So you, then, but you but weren't you worried about, like, your career No, you and know what, what happened at do? the yeah. end of June? Yeah. We started Mason in Ireland up again. I know, I know. Yeah, and so it's like, I, I got six months. It was the greatest. Jimbo Fisher is never going to have to work again. And they have to pay him $7 million a year. The no offset is the most amazing part. Yeah, so if he gets another job, yeah, he still gets. He it. gets this on top of that. <sighs> Momo, how do I get this deal? You don't. You, you have no <laughs> leverage for that. You, there's no way you could get that. I mean, <laughs> I mean I, it, it, is that? Well, not, listen, this is every day in corporate America. And is like, this not CEOs one of the greatest fire, deals in sports history? Though? It's a golden parachute, right? I mean, that is the definition of a golden parachute. Did he get some stock too? I mean, that's that's basically what every failed CEO in America gets. You're, it, you, you you get a job as CEO, you suck at it, and you get paid $50 million to go away. I just, I'm stunned that somebody at Texas A&M, and by the way, they're going to have to pay the new coach. Yeah. You know, they're talking about, you know, maybe offering this to Dion or offering this to Dan Lanning in Oregon. And so the new coach is going to get a contract similar to this one. It's crazy. So when somebody spends money like this, it means that they really are no, that that is chump change to them. That means yeah. there's nothing that they're worried about because like people who can just waste money on stuff like that means that they have plenty of money to waste. Yeah, that's the whole point. That's what I need. I need somebody with it's plenty of money, money to waste. That's why we're paying seven dollars a gallon at the pump. By the way, in, on this last road trip, where was my last stop? Phoenix? No, it was in Houston. Oh gosh, what was the gas three dollars a gallon? Come on, I paid six fifty today. Come on, three bucks a gallon in Houston. But you'd have to live in Houston. But yeah, still, I know. I mean, come on. There's all sorts of reasons for that. Yeah, it it is. Still, it's all of our clean air standards and our taxes. Yeah, it's, and our, it's awesome. All right, let me ask who you needs, about who needs 
schools. Okay. Let me. That's when it goes to pay for. Right, let me ask you about this. <laughs> yeah. Oregon played at, or USC played at Oregon on yep. Saturday. Oregon won the game. Um, Oregon stuck the USC marching band in the worst seats. And this is possible. not cool. Most schools put the band near the field, near their fans, but not Oregon. Anything wrong with what the Ducks did? I'm not a fan. I also wonder if there is a precursor because you don't now now USC will do the same thing to them. But maybe they already did do the same thing to them. Maybe that's why Oregon did it. And have they been doing this every other marching band? Is this is this USC related or is this standard operating procedure? So here's a picture of it. That's the USC (laughs) (laughs) like in the Uh, highest Smallest There's no way you could hear them. Corner and and well, they did obviously did it deliberately. And, yeah. And to your point, it's a little bit of payback for what USC did to the Ducks last oh, well, year. They go. were pushed to the very top of the Coliseum. Well, there you go. And you know, I, I was talking about earlier broadcast positions for like yeah. radio announcers and stuff. Um, you have to realize that if you do this to them, they're yeah. going to do it to you. Yeah. That's and. And so you're in essence screwing yourself. Yeah. Um, and like in in the NBA, there's a rule that you have to give us a broadcast position better than or equal to what you give the home announcer. Okay. All right, which seems fair, but not every team follows it. For example, in Denver. Oh yeah. Uh, I know this. Mike one. Malone doesn't want. Anyone next to the Nuggets bench who right. isn't employed by the Nuggets. So he'll let his guys go down there. But on the other end, and he says, tell the Laker guys go down by the Laker bench. Well, so for the opener this year, we um, ESPN Radio came because it was a big national game. Mm-hmm. So they put ESPN Radio next to the Laker bench. And they called us and they said, okay, here's the deal. We're going to put the Nuggets people next to our bench and put you and Michael up high. Unless you don't want that, and then we'll put the Nuggets people up high with you. Well, we don't want to do that to yeah, them. Yeah, that's, that's bad karma. And yeah. I said, no, no, no. If, if, if your coach is being adamant, let the Nuggets radio guys sit next yeah. to the bench, and we'll go up high. But now it starts this reciprocity thing yeah. where I think whoever started this, whether it be at USC or at Oregon, cooler heads need to prevail. Yeah, come on. What are we doing here? So, call it. I, this gets back, Ramona, to my whole thing about how sports is entertainment. Yes. And it's good to have the band down near the field next to the cheerleaders, next to the fans. It's all part of the pageantry. Yeah. Stop screwing the bands. Last year in Denver was the absolute worst media setup I have ever experienced for how the finals. So? For the finals. They had a couple of media seats in some okay spots. The, even the ones that were the okay spots were not good. Okay, and then most of the media was up in the 300 level section. In they didn't have tables for you to write on and put your computer. They were like they seats, they regular, seats. Yeah, regular seats, yeah. and then they put tables on top of it, so you just really couldn't. I mean, I'm really short, so like that's like the I was sitting like this, you know, and I just was like, what am I even doing? Like I'm just not even going to come sit up here. I'd just rather watch it on TV because. You, you know, you had to go to the 300 level section. You couldn't see anything. It was like, and and I understand that there's a lot of media there for the finals. and But like the Heat figured it out. You know, every other place we've covered, they, they, there's a way to figure it out if it's a priority for you. Right. Well, and what it, has happened over the it's last- It's just not a priority for anybody anymore. Right. What's happened over the last five to 10 years, and I actually understand it, even though it affects me negatively. Yeah. 
they've determined that the good seats, the yeah. seats where they used to put the media, yeah. they can sell for hundreds of thousands of dollars. Yes. And so I'm guessing it was probably Mark Cuban, who always is really penny-wise, yeah. probably went to the owners' meetings and goes, look, why are we giving the media these yeah. courtside seats? What are we doing? Let's put them up high, have them do their job up there since they're not paying us. And we'll put fans in the courtside seats. And now we're seeing, like, same, this was the same thing with the yeah. band. You know, what well, the band's not paying us. Why are yeah. we giving up prime, prime real estate and seats we can sell? There, and there was probably something even before that that started it. Probably something Oregon did or the, the Oregon band did ticked off someone at USC and they just decided to do that. I mean, I, listen, I, I go to Stanford. I know bands that misbehave. Greatest band in the country ever. <laughs> My I don't know. favorite we, band of all time. I, I, I know you get you. mad at them sometimes, but they're I get the mad. Best. But listen, they are a shell of their former selves because I, yeah. we have just been, you know, punished and sanctioned and edited by and your own school. By our own school, I know. they get mad too. You still have a tree. It's not even a real tree anymore. It's a stupid <laughs> yeah, they have, they, tree. It's the worst tree I've ever seen. They, they have own neutered tree. the tree. Uh, Let me show that. you what the... I have a picture of the tree. It's it is not a real... It's like tree. a recycled tree or something. Right, so, it's like, what the heck is that? It's not so a tree. So for people who don't know the backstory, the... <laughs> so get off my field. You're not the tree. Stanford is obviously a very prestigious <laughs> academic institution, but it's also a liberal think tank. And so uh-huh. years and years ago in the 70s, Stanford used to be the Indians. That's right. And... The powers that be at Stanford said, that's offensive. It is. We don't want to offend the Indians. So they decided to come up with a new name, and they named the school. There's a little little addition there. First, they let the students vote on what the new name should be. And then they picked what? The students decided that we should be the Leland Stanford Jr. Robber Barons, which was sort of a thumb your nose yeah. at somebody okay because leland stanford was a robber baron like that you know they not surprisingly did not adopt the name Correct. robber parents and they decided they- we're the ivy league of the west and so like the ivy league schools our mascot will be a color not the not not the not like a not co- like an pope. actual color yeah like so they pick cardinal which is a color not the bird it's just a color. Not the bird, not the the pope, no. not it, it was the the card. Right, the, like the Dartmouth is big green, and right. you know Harvard is the crimson. So we like to think of ourselves as an Ivy League school. So we took like an Ivy League esque name, and so the band said that's stupid, and we're going to make fun of you. So we're going to get our own mascot, and it's going to be a tree. And which and the tree's been great for many many years. Yes. The tree always makes fun of everything. That's politically incorrect, and now they've even neutered the tree. Um, I'm going to find the picture of the tree. It's just, I don't know. Okay, it's- coming up, <laughs> we haven't talked about the Jim Harbaugh thing, which is an ongoing saga at Michigan, but there is one scenario, Momo, a card Michigan can play that I think would end this story overnight, and mm-hmm. I'll tell you what it is coming up first. This Friday... It's going to be another feel-good Friday on the road. We'll be live at the Sunday Swagger headquarters from 1 to 5.30 to kick off their Black Friday sale. Mace, Cappy, Corporate Greg, Producer Lindsay, and Morales will be broadcasting live with tons of deals, tons of great gifts for the holidays. We'll see you Friday afternoon, Sunday Swagger, 22687 Old Canal Road in Yorba Linda. Coming up next, where I think the Michigan saga could go. And in about 15 minutes, we'll get Greg and Brian in here to do a little What's Up Fool. Momo in for Mace. I'm John Ireland, ESPN LA. <laughs> 10 seconds on the clock. How many things can you name that are always growing? Your relationships, your skills, your customer base. How about businesses on Shopify? <laughs> Shopify is the global commerce platform that helps you sell at every stage of your business. 
from the launch your online shop stage to the first real life store stage, all the way to the did we just hit a million orders stage. Shopify's there to help you grow. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash network, all lowercase. Go to shopify.com slash network now to grow your business. No matter what stage you're in, shopify.com slash network. This podcast is proud to be supported by Jets Pizza, the number one pick in Detroit style pizza. Why? It's simple. Jets is better. With the thickest, crispiest, cheesiest Detroit style pizza in the country, there's no competition. Right now, get $5 off any eight corner pizza with code 8SAVE. That's the number eight. S-A-V-E. Go to jetspizza.com to learn more and find a location near you. Again, try Jets' signature eight-corner pizza and get $5 off with code 8SAVE. That's the number eight, S-A-V-E. Jets Pizza. Better because it has to be. All right, Mason and Ireland, Momo in for Mace. And uh, we're getting ready for What's Up, Fool, in about 10 minutes. At the top of the hour, we're going to talk about Lane Kiffin and a lawsuit he's involved in that's pretty fascinating. But... I wanted, Momo, we haven't talked about the big story in sports, which is Jim Harbaugh suspended yeah. on Friday um, and was not on the sidelines when Michigan beat Penn State on Saturday. Did, in your opinion, the NCAA get, or it's actually the Big Ten, yeah. did they get it right? Well, you know my opinion, which is this is a dumb scandal. This is like, I don't even know why this this is scouting. I don't think it's cheating. I think the guy with the Scooby-Doo glasses on, you know, on the sideline, I don't know why anybody would have thought he was part of. Doesn't every he didn't get into any meetings. He's not going to get anything. I think this is dumb. Slap on the wrist. Say you're sorry and move on. Like I I don't know why. And now they 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 suspended him for three big games, hoping that it'll mitigate any future suspension. But if I'm like I don't even know why they had to suspend him for anything. It's just this is a, like the dumbest scandal. I would have like. So had you, my coaches back and bear I, them. I, I think when they started to involve electronics, Greg, when, when the Google glasses came into it and the guy put on gear from the other school, that's when they crossed the line. What do you think? Yeah. Did they get it right? I think, yeah, I mean, it is a little slap on, on the wrist like Momo was saying because I don't like the fact that they brought electronics into it. It's kind of like with the Houston Astros scandal where they yeah. had the, the electronics. That's where it took it over the top. But it's it's the same thing that what did he get seen from no those glasses what. though. He saw he saw the the coaches and their signs, and then saw the play, and then saw the coaches and the signs, and he's on and then their the sidelines, which is a little. I but know he didn't that get, he didn't to me get that guy should get suspended. Well, he got fired. Fired, yeah. yeah. I mean, well, he, here's, I didn't get that much. I don't know. All right, so here's I I I think there should be some punishment. I don't know. I think there's two things here that nobody's saying the quiet part out loud. Here's the first one. Everyone just hates Harbaugh. Yeah. They just hate him. That's true. And if this was a different coach, this probably wouldn't have done it. But they, I mean, he's just. He bothers people, yeah. Yeah, because he just, he's a rule breaker and he just does whatever he wants. That's number one. But, he's also got a personality. He's just got the arrogance to him. Right. Um, I love Harbaugh. I don't. Right. But you were a Stanford. Right? Yeah. You know, he turned your program around. Um, there's a nuclear option here that no one's talking about. And I'm curious if it's going to come up. So Michigan has hired lawyers, and they're going to try and get this mitigated, and they're going to try and get Harbaugh back on the sidelines for the Maryland game this weekend and especially for the Ohio State game in two weeks. So this may play out in court and get decided there. But if they don't, all right, let's say they go to court and they lose. Yeah. 
What if Michigan came out tomorrow and said, we're being singled out. There's no other program in this conference that would be treated this way. And you're going to reverse this decision or we're out of here. We're going to the SEC and we're taking our millions with us. Wouldn't the Big Ten have to cave? Uh, you don't make that leap unless you know the SEC will take you. What do you think? It's Michigan. They're worth millions. If I were them, I'd go to the ACC Well, you I can mean, dominate. Go, you're right. <laughs> like, you don't want to go. Go. Where, go wherever you want. But Michigan is an elite sports school. Elite. If they threat, Greg, if they threatened to walk and basically said, look, you're not, you're not treating yeah. us in good faith. And... All these there's only going to be two conferences in five years from now anyway. That's that's and, the biggest and point. We're not we're not in the business of making you money because we don't respect you and you're treating us unfairly. We're out of here. Wouldn't they wouldn't the Big Ten then call a meeting and say, All right, everybody calm down? They'll do what Lincoln Riley did when he fired when he suspended that reporter. Lincoln Riley tried to suspend a reporter. So it was super stupid. He three days later he reversed field and goes Oh, uh, yeah, we overreacted. We're not going to do that. Wouldn't the Big Ten cave, Greg, if Michigan threatened to leave? I mean, they probably would a little bit, but the fr- the fact of the matter is it's going to go to a, a two-team, a two-league conference anyway, or two-league, just league anyway. Right. and if I'm Michigan, I'm so, going to the other league. So then at, at that point, these leagues won't matter anyway. So there's not going to be the head of the Big Ten and the head of the SEC. It's basically going to be all I wonder what the broadcast NCAA deal says. Yeah, I want to get the fine point. The, the lawyer, I need to know the fine point. I don't think they'll print. ever leave the Big Ten, and if they did leave the Big Ten, the SEC would be the right place to go. ACC is going to disappear at some point. No, then probably Big Twelve. Then, well, they but have I'm just, more in common I'm, with I'm like the, yeah, the remnants no of the teams in there. As, as we found, it's guys, a two, it's a two conference. Think, think about this system. The second that USC and UCLA jump ship. That's when the Pac-12 began to crumble. That's and, right. And in less than a year, they were gone because those were the two biggest teams in the biggest market. Yep. Right now, the it's two biggest fault. teams in the Big Ten are Michigan and Ohio State. Yeah. They'd have to get Ohio State to go with them to the SEC. Uh, no, they wouldn't because you, you USC. Need to take the two. Okay, but think about this, Greg. USC, UCLA, Washington, and Oregon are coming into the Big Ten next year. Yeah. So they're covered. But yeah. Michigan, Michigan is competitive in basketball they're competitive in football they're competitive in all sports they're a they're a, a top five athletic college in this country yeah and if they feel like they're being treated i i i get in arguments with my wife about this all the yeah. time i give people one chance to screw up like if we're working yeah. like like we're building a house okay yeah. the contractor comes in screws everything up i go back and yeah. like seven chances i go back and say lisa does but i come back and say hey um this is not what we talked about. Yeah. This is not what I'm paying for. You need to fix it. Yeah. If they don't fix it, I'm out. Yeah. I'm moving on to something. I don't have time to deal with people that are incompetent. Yeah. If Michigan feels, and I think they do, that they're being treated unfairly and, and they're being treated in bad faith and they just threaten yeah. to leave, I think the Big Ten says, okay, we're going we're gonna to lower the suspension. We're going to cooler heads are going to prevail. Sit Harbaugh out for Michigan and come back for Ohio State. I think that would end it. Do you agree or disagree? Probably. Probably end it. Because I, I don't think that, well, I, I just want to know the fine print. Right. Because like, that broadcast contract might tie them. That might, they might, like the whole, they might, they might lose a lot of money by leaving. Um, like the way those contracts are written, like you can't sure. just leave. But if they, if they threaten to leave, 
and yeah. Tony Petiti, who used to be a television executive, who's now the commissioner of the Big Ten, who hit him with this penalty, has no other choice but to get in a room with him and try and work it out. I want to know who keeps who turned all this in. Like, like there's definitely some whistleblowers here. Well, not only that, did you see that other schools were yeah. given uh, uh, were given Purdue, Michigan's game signals and their plans? I mean, teams. That's wow. how much people hate Harbaugh. They just don't want Harbaugh to succeed. Right. But if Michigan says, look. You need us more than we need you. Yeah. And if you're going to treat us like this, we're out. That's basically what UCLA and USC did. They basically went to the Pac-12 and they told Larry Scott and they told George Klevikoff, look, oh, get a, a deal. Oh, that's a name I never want to hear again. Get a deal that's <laughs> going to pay us yeah. comparable to what the other schools are getting paid or else we're out of here. Yeah. And those guys dragged their feet and dragged their feet and dragged their feet. And finally, USC and UCLA looked at each other and goes, these guys are incompetent boobs. We don't want to be in business with them. And we're out of here. If Michigan threatened to do that, I think this story ends quickly. Yeah. But I don't know if they will. Look, James Hart has gotten traded four times in five years. There you go. Yeah. There you go. Doing the same thing. <laughs> All right, coming up next, what's up, fool? We'll get oh. Brian and Greg in here. They'll throw a bunch of stuff at us. Momo in for Mace. I'm John Ireland. ESPN LA. It is James Harden. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Thanks, Morales. All right, I was going to do something on C.J. Stroud, who's just having an incredible yeah, year. Yeah, he's been great. But I was talking to Brian in the break, and I think I'm going to change my question. Would you think – so we always talk about coaches being fired and sometimes too soon, sometimes not at all. Do you think Brandon Staley should be fired right now? And I want Brian to answer at some point. Well, Brian, I'll let you go first. Where are you at with Brandon Staley? I'm, I'm over it. I, it's too much for me. It's another one – possession one loss like it's it's crazy herbert now has the most losses of his career like when herbert's come in i think they're like 29 losses now since herbert started it's the most out of any team mama where you at on brandon staley so yeah. he wants him fired right now so who would step in for him because i think he's getting That's fired at the end of the year the question uh kellen moore like let's give him a shot that was the whole thing of them bringing I don't hate him that. over. but you your know? problems aren't Offensive? No, they're not. No, but, but it's a he's change of pace. Defense, yeah. Look, you're talking to two Raider fans who just watch what happened when you fire the coach in the middle of the year. Yeah, Antonio Pierce right, yeah, changed exactly. his whole team. We're going to we're going to end the season but, at twelve and five. But Brandon, <laughs> but Brandon <laughs> Staley isn't Josh McDaniels. The the team doesn't hate him because he goes for it all the time, and he's you know he's he's a players coach. He goes for it in his own in his own twenty. I would give him the rest of the season. I, I unless you know that you have a better alternative, and I'm not sure, Brian, that Kellen Moore is a better alternative because your problems, again, are defensive. 
Um, and Kellen Moore's an offensive coordinator. I, I don't see what the point of firing Brandon Stanley in the middle of the season. Now, Greg, I would fire Chip Kelly because I'm I, – I, Right now before the USC game? I'd fire him 10 minutes I'm ago. Fine. I'm totally fine with that. Because, wow. Because let's let's get the word out that we're looking. Well, yes. But, because this season we're not going anywhere. The Chargers, I think, give Staley a chance to save it. They may make the playoffs this What year. if Just UCLA fires Kelly? Chip Kelly and the Dan Chargers fire Staley? Right. And Staley gets the UCLA Trade job. Swap, no, swap him out. Swap him out. I don't want Brandon Staley. Which, no. okay, Craig, I mean, it's not a bad call. A Chip Kelly was all right in the NFL. Hey, no, don't duck this. If you <laughs> okay. had to make a choice, Brandon Staley or Chip Kelly, who'd you want? Brandon Staley in the college game. Yeah. Yeah. I think, it's, Me I too. think that's easy. But look, when, when UCLA <laughs> plays USC on Saturday and can't do anything against that god-awful defense, right. that's going to be a, a, sh- a nail in the coffin for Chip Kelly because they're not going to be able to score wait, against that defense. Minute. Look behind you. The nail in the coffin was Saturday. Oh, that yeah, was, that was I mean, it that was, was the so worst game in pathetic. Chip Kelly's tenure. That was, the worst def- that was the worst offensive performance I've ever seen from a UCLA team, and that's including the Durrell years. Yeah, that, that was, was awful. Whoa. That yeah. was oh, as no. bad, it was bad as you brought Carl, Carl Durrell is just minding his own business and just caught I mean, us. He, he was not a good I, yeah, he was not a good head coach. He just uh, took one right there. Right. <laughs> out, of, out of left field there. So I'm the Carl only one here who would not fire Brandon Staley. Greg, you would fire him too? No, I probably wouldn't fire him now because I like to see them lose. You don't fire them. <laughs> oh, come on. You don't fire them when they're losing by three points. You I mean, fire Chargers, coaches when they lose by 20. The Chargers fired I agree Marty, with Ramona. Marty Schottenheimer at 14-2 and two going through the playoffs. Well, because, it's never yeah. been the same. Yeah, because the Spanoses are yeah. the Artie Moreno of NFL owners. They, they, you know, they can't get out of their own way. But it is... Uh, to me, I, d- I don't think Brandon Staley has done anything to be deserved firing midseason. That was a close game. Yeah. Could have gone either way. Yeah. So I, and yet I, they I always lose fire those. Him. Always yeah. lose them. That's true. It's always a one-score true? game. Yeah. All right, so uh, I actually did have something on C.J. Stroud, too, so I'll use this one. The last rookie to win the MVP was Jim Brown in 1957. Now, after this last weekend, C.J. is getting a lot of MVP consideration. He currently, I looked at the standings, currently has the Texans second place in the NFC or the AFC South. They're in the last spot of the playoffs currently. He is second in passing yards, and he's tied for fifth with 15 TDs and has the lowest wow. interceptions among QBs who have started all their games. Is there real consideration? As Stroud is an well, MVP let's think as of a the other Wait, candidates. Well, by the way, Lamar this, Jackson's got to be a candidate. Momo, this was going to be my question. So okay, thank okay, you. Okay, so Brian, Brian did it so much better. <laughs> <laughs> he does. That's why he usually runs these. All right. So normally MVP, you can exchange those letters for face of the NFL in that year. Yeah. Um, he's close, but I wouldn't give it to him. No. I think that unless he leads the Texans into the postseason. Like, if he wins that division, I think you got to give him serious consideration. But I don't think he's going to win the division, and I think he's a year or two away from winning an MVP. What do you think? So who's, who are the other candidates? Like, what's the Vegas odds? Tua. Mahomes. They haven't had good years. I'm sure Burrow was going to get was up Burrow. there, yeah. Mahomes had a bad year statistically. Dak is playing really well. Yeah, but they Jaylen lost the Jalen Hurts is Jaylen, playing really well. Tyreek Tyreek is getting some consideration. Hill. Right. Um... I, I think Christian McCaffrey's got to get a look. Yeah, I mean, in some playing. ways, the San Francisco defense, like maybe Bosa or something, it could be a year like that. Right. Um, <laughs> yeah, when I looked, I think Stroud was around six. His odds went from 250 to one to 30 and one over this last weekend. Yeah. Because so, there's no clear cut winner. Like last year, I thought Jalen Hurts, he had an incredible year. Eagles were a big story. 
I don't know. CJ Stroud is playing some of the best football of any quarterback in the league right now. Right. And both Shannon Sharp and Dan Orlovsky think that that he is the favorite to win the MVP now. Wow. He has, he has been fantastic. He, you know, he has the. I don't think it's the worst idea in the world. Passing yards. There's no. Yeah. There's no other person that you're like. I mean, for Mahomes, this is a very down year. I know yes. because I have him on my fantasy team, <laughs> and he's just completely throttled my season. Yeah. It's so there isn't there isn't that big guy's like oh that's the that's the favorite so yeah. CJ right. Stroud so yeah, he goes out okay. and throw out a name and you guys tell me if you would laugh this out of the building or if you think well I'll put him on the list can't believe I'm going to suggest Jared this Jared yeah. Goff you're going to say Jared Goff I think I would take Stroud over Goff does he get credit Goff. for it though I mean they I win because of their offense but they won him. one game or two games last year right. But not this year. They're good this year. No, they're going to make the playoffs, and they're going to make a run. Well, who gets coach of the year? The Texans coach, D'Amico Ryans, or, yeah. or the Dan Campbell? Either one. One of those good. is going to. But Kevin O'Connell maybe, too, depending on how they finish. Yeah, that Josh Dobbs is a great story. He's you know, not he's an MVP, everywhere. but he's a great he's story. bounced around like crazy, and now yeah. all of a sudden he Was an astronaut at some point. <laughs> what? <laughs> yeah. Um, you know that? He no. interned at NASA. Wow. Yeah. Okay. What's up, fool? I right, got another story here about a rookie QB. I don't know if you guys saw this. Uh the Giants rookie Tommy DeVito is quoted saying something on Friday that picked up a lot on social media. He said, I don't have to worry about laundry, what I'm eating. All that is waiting for me when I get there. My mom still makes my bed. Everything is handled for me. I love it. He lives at home. See, I don't know. I, I don't, you know, I do what you want to do. But the thing that got me is my mom still makes my bed. You're a grown man in the NFL. You yeah, can't your mom make your should own never, bed. You should make your own bed. I, uh, I don't make my kid's bed. I think... <laughs> I think this comes off as a little weird in terms of normally an NFL quarterback is going to have no problem meeting girls. <laughs> yeah. I can't imagine this helps. Romo, you I mean, you're the only woman here. If if you find out that a guy lives at home with his mom and she still makes his bed, are you out? Yeah, I'm out. I think so. I mean, listen, when Nevin and I first started dating – we were 21 or 22-ish, and he was living in an apartment with his mom. How did you guys meet? Daily News. Okay. Okay. Um, he was on the local desk, and I was an intern. Gotcha. Yeah. And uh, anyway, he still lives at home with his mom for a couple of years when we were first, but we were like 21, and he wasn't making millions of dollars and all that. Now, here's the one from the NBA. Jason Tatum is very close with his mom, Brandy. Um, they have houses right next to each other. But they have a separation of houses. And like every time when he comes home from the road, she still makes tacos for him. That's like his favorite meal, and she makes the tacos. And so they're, they're really close, but they have separate houses. Like he has his own space, she has her own space. I have less of an issue with that. Yeah. Do you think right. Tommy DeVito's pickup line is, hey, baby, want to go see my race car bed? Uh, <laughs> <that should be. laughs> Do you think he has New York Giants sheets? <laughs> right. <Yeah. laughs> There's like I the mean, helmets it's, everywhere. It's one thing to room. say like my laundry's done or you know, my mom makes her favorite, you know, the like, I just tacos, keep picturing but... Will Ferrell yelling, Ma, the meatloaf. <laughs> the meatloaf. <laughs> it just it it yeah it, it, am I is it Ma, a stretch? Is it a stretch to say it's a little losery? So I lived at bit. home. I had to. Li- I had to live at home when yeah. I was just getting married. Like we uh, we lost our house as a whole thing, and I had to live with my mom. Oh. She wanted to do all of my laundry and stuff. I'm like, no. It's my laundry. I'm a grown yeah. man. I'm married. Let me just do this before I, until I move out. You can't allow your mom to do those things for you. You are a grown but he's man. How old is he? He's in twenties. He's like yeah. mid twenties. Mid twenties. Like twenty four, twenty five, something like that. 
Um, the, uh, yeah, 25. Yeah. I think cooking for him is one thing. I'm, 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 I think moms can cook for you until you're 60 years old. Okay. Um, making your bed that that's a line. Yeah. Yeah. I, 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 I don't think it, it's not a good look for DeVito. I'll get, I'll, I'll say that. What's up, fool? I got one more for you guys here. (laughs) So cable TV is offering someone to. Offering someone $2,500 to be the chief of cheer watching 25 Christmas movies in 25 days. Is that oh, something Michael that you can do? Is that is a little easy? I'm busy, doing but... that now. Yeah. <laughs> right. okay. I, I, I watched three of them on Hallmark on this last trip. <laughs> oh, it's, uh, it's cr- almost Christmas time. you got to watch Spirited for finally watch Spirited. Oh, I can. Oh, yeah. Yeah. All right. one, yeah. yeah, then I can yell good afternoon good like afternoon. the rest of you guys. Um, but I, I don't think that's even an... I, I could do that in my sleep. I watch enough Hallmark where I would. I, I think I'm going to watch 25 movies this month. Wait, get me this gig, Brian. I, I they're going to pay me to I'll do send this. You the link. Yeah, they're going to pay somebody. Yeah, I mean, this is right up hard. my alley. I, I leave Hallmark on all the time. Do you? Are you a Hallmarky? No, you're not. <laughs> I'm a Bravo chick. Me too. Yeah, I watch Bravo, Hallmark, and ESPN. Those are the three things I, watch I bounce around. Bravo and a little ESPN Netflix. and streaming. Yeah. And a little Netflix, but uh, that is not a spectrum for Laker games. Yeah. (laughs) By the way, uh, it's a great time for Hallmark because they get rid of normally they run like a bunch of strip programming overnight. Like they put on like Golden Girls and Reba and all for the whole good shows. What are you talking about, man? Yeah. But wait a minute. For all of November and all of December, around the clock Christmas movies all the time. All right. So that's all you got to do. Put them on and you're in the Christmas mood right there. And it's always, there's a few staples of the Hallmark Christmas movie. Here, here, are, here are the staples. Yeah. All right. Number one, the best friend of the main female lead okay. can never, under any condition, be better looking than the female lead. It's often somebody that's, or like their sister. Or yeah, 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 yeah. There has to be a distinction yeah. between, between the, the attractiveness yeah. of the lead and the second lead. Okay. All people of authority in Hallmark movies have to be minorities, have <laughs> to be uh, black, Hispanic, female. It can't just be like a normal, stri- they've, they've gotten rid of like the okay. straight white guy boss. And most of all, most of all in all Hallmark movies, no going past first base under any condition. Oh, first base is it. That's it. You can never be seen even sleeping over. And first over. base is like a, a peck? They can make out. Okay. But that's it. You can't go past first base in a Hallmark movie under any condition. If you can live with those bylaws, you too can be in a Hallmark movie. Speaking of which, speaking of which, are you done? Yep. Is it true that you're in the Candace Parker documentary? I am. What in what capacity? As a as a commentator, it's like there's there's they three like journalists, you? me, Jamel Hill, and Holly Rowe. We're like the voices on it. Where, where can I watch this? It's just, it came out yesterday on ESPN. It's really good. It's on, can I watch it on ESPN.com? Yeah, on ESPN or, or, or like, Plus or something like okay. that. Now it's really good. Are you happy with it? Are you I'm, happy? I'm with- happy. Also, you know, it was really sad. I I must have taped it right after I had the baby, and I think I was at like my peak postpartum like you drop a bunch of weight no no you drop a bunch of weight afterwards because you're nursing right and i was like so skinny and cute and i'm like oh man (laughs) i was like good when i taped that all right i'm gonna watch it specifically to check you out yeah it was good all right coming up coming up (laughs) i know you mean that in the best possible way i I do (laughs) uh you know i'm a big momo fan uh coming up next there is a fascinating story developing in college football in which Lane Kiffin is being sued 
by one of his players because he feels like he took advantage of a mental health situation. And I'm not sure Lane did, but we're going to lay it out for you coming up next. Momo and for Mace, I'm John Ireland, ESPN LA.